Hey, Yomna. Thanks for joining. This is this is the second time we're we're recording now. But anyways, how are you? You good? I'm good. Yeah, let's 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 try it again. I but I wanted to thank you for for joining again. I know you're you're busy as well. But uh, I'll start with the first question. What is your favorite movie and why? So my favorite movie is the last one I watched, which is The Social Dilemma. And the reason is it was such an open eye, blew my mind with all the things that we humans tend not to admit, even though we know sometimes, but we overlook these things. So when I watched it, I had to reflect a lot. I had to tell everyone in my network to really watch it because it, whether you apply it or not is up to you, but I think everyone has the right to know and then it's up to you to make your own decision. So, yeah. That's cool. I, I actually heard a lot about it. I didn't watch it yet. So that'll be on my list. Social Dilemma, yeah? Yes, yes, cool. definitely. So what book would you recommend to uh, someone that you love or a friend? Hmm, that's super difficult to say because every book had a, its own takeaways. Yeah. But if someone I love, I would love them. Uh, okay, I would love them to, it depends what they want to achieve. Um, so it will depend on the person in front of me uh, rather than me myself. But I would say also the last book I read, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, the reason for that is that book really challenged the way we're raised, the way society made us think what's right and what's wrong. When in fact, just really challenging your own way of thinking. And I love when, it, when something tells you that, hey, if you want to be like spiritually free, you also mean that you're financially free. So I love how it's, everything is connected in life. Nothing is really separated. Spiritually, financially, everything is interconnected. So people need to really reflect on that rather than just following what we think is success, really. So yeah. That's, that's a good point. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I think when I was in 12th grade or when I went to university the first year and it was very, very eye-opening for me in the sense that it did have a lot of unconventional, uh, basically knowledge about finance that it would like provide you or explain to you. And that whole dichotomy between him being raised with his actual dad, right? Who was like, not that really like uh, rich and he was poor. He had a poor mentality. That was the main thing. Versus his rich dad, that was that was very interesting for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I recommend that book as well. So, what's your current ikigai? <laughs> first, what, what, how would you define ikigai? So, first. ikigai ikigai is a Japanese term. It means a reason for being. So, what's okay. your like purpose, right? Like your and and basically, it's like an intersection of what you love, what you're passionate about what you're going to be paid for and what the world needs. So it's almost like the ultimate purpose that you have currently though, because it can change in different phases. Sure. Um, I don't know if that will make sense, but uh, currently it's balancing between um, what society is underlining as right and really connecting it with what um, religion tells us. So I always find things are very connected with one another, whatever the religion is, doesn't matter what religion a person comes from or even if they don't believe in anything. I think pulling this in one circle in a human being just really make them see life at a deeper level and also build on values that will keep you going. So my purpose is to help everyone around me 
really see this. Uh, when I say everyone around me, I mean not just my network. It's, it can be even a stranger I just met uh, down the street. So I think that my current purpose and I think it will always be my purpose. So, yeah. Interesting. And the fact that you said everything is, is connected, right? Like, because I, I noticed you mentioned that in your previous answer as well, which is very interesting. Like all these concepts, they're not islands, right? Everything is interconnected in, in some way, right? Exactly. 100%. Interesting. So what new skills are you trying to learn? Oh, that's, I think everyone now is trying to learn a new skill, so I can write for you a list. But for the sake of time, I, I will divide it into uh, professional skills, which also related to personal skills. I wouldn't say they're different, uh, but I would say hard skills related more to the industry I want to get into. Okay. Um, and soft skills is mainly overthinking, and I'm the one who tend to do so much at once. But I think I need to admit that I need to take it slow a bit uh, and rather master a few things rather than just trying to do many things at once and to be easy on yourself. So a new skill, I would say, um, not overwhelming myself uh, and really taking things in a very easy, relaxing way, mm -hmm. as well as the hard skills that I'm trying to learn for my professional career. So the soft skills, that's also me, definitely. I, I agree, like, you know, taking things, you know, step by step, one by one, not overthinking. But then what about the hard skills? You said in the industry that you want to go on. So what is that specifically? So it's management consulting that I'm, I'm getting into. So it's basically um, the hard skills will be really numerical, quantitative base, basis, because uh, something as a child, well, since we're raised, we're used to use calculator. I'm, I'm talking about myself here. So I think it's very important to practice mental math and that, the thing I love about it, it's like an exercise. You know, when you go to a gym, you need to train. And I love the fact that you're training your mind. Um, so it's more natural, I guess. So that's what I'm mainly focusing on, my numerical skills. That's cool. And I think that as you move forward, you'll see there's, there's a lot of patterns that you, you figure out. And like it becomes like a game. It's fun, right? Like doing that, all those arithmetic mental math skills. So that's cool. Um, so what is your biggest fear? Um, how, are you, how are you dealing with that? What's your biggest fear? Mm, um, my biggest fear is not reaching uh, my spirituality level that I want to reach. So it's something I'm working on every day. But yeah, that can mean so many different things to other people. But I would say for me, it's different. So yeah. So when you say not reading, reaching your spirituality, like, is there anything that is uh, dragging that down or slowing you or like posing a challenge to that, to that goal? Not really, but I would say uh, it's um, not a challenge, but it's a, pro it's a process where I need to be patient. I really need to understand uh, because you know how sometimes we were raised to follow a certain religion, but it's really different when you understand why are you following what you're following and truly understanding the peacefulness in it. So I'm still educating myself, I would say. So I'm still in the process of educating to reach to that level of not just having the knowledge, but also applying the knowledge in my everyday life. So right, right. So, so doing it because you want to do it and having like a fundamental understanding of it, not just necessarily, oh, I was born in this type of family and in this country. So that's, I guess, how I should be, right? Exactly, exactly. Is that because I know for a fact that it has, it's amazing, it's so peaceful, but I think we just 
don't understand it really. So I just want to understand it and then take it forward. That's cool. And how, how do you deal with your insecurities? <laughs> I deal with them by understanding their core um, codes. So first, what really helped me is understanding. Is it the way we are raised as children? Is it from your own house? Is it from society? So number one, I would say understanding the codes. Where does this core insecurity come from? And then just knowing that it's all in your head. It's really all in your head. No one cares. Um, and it's only you who should really feel, love them. I think loving in your insecurities and knowing how grateful you are by everything around you and stop focusing on these things. Um, it really make you love them. I would say you transform this insecurity into being your biggest uh, love factor, I would say. That's cool. I, I appreciate that answer because you mentioned, you know, first of all, understanding it. So you, you do need to acknowledge that it exists and understand where it really came from, you know, because we get affected a lot by the environment that we were raised in and the people that were around us and like good or bad, part of that has been in our programming, right? So understanding it for sure and then finding a way to actually tackle it like you said no one really cares everyone is dealing with their own things as well right exactly exactly, exactly. that's cool and how okay no not how uh, what are some red flags for you in relationships and that can be like an intimate relationship or it can be any sort of any sort of other relationship i have it in all my relationships <laughs> and i want different them. Uh, one thing is honesty. Um, this is, there's no, no way you can, someone can argue with me about this. It's like everyone knows that this is for me. Break it or make it. Um, honesty and ownership. When you do a mistake, admit you're mistaken. Admit that you're not perfect. No one is perfect. Um, so taking ownership and stop living the victim life. Uh, own up to your own um, insecurities on up to your own mistakes don't blame society for it um, and the third one is communicating I think anything in this life can be developed as long as you communicate and you really want to grow uh, personally and professionally nothing is as big as you think it is so yeah okay cool so trust ownership and communication I mean trust yeah. for sure you know no one is like oh I want a dishonest partner right and accountability, that's, that's really important because at some point, like a lot of things can happen in a relationship and it, it may be like not your fault, but it would still be your responsibility to like do something about it. Right. And that communication piece, you're right. It's, it's important because it's, it's actually getting harder for people to express themselves. And like, if you find a partner who's able to express that, that already solves a lot of the problems, you know? Exactly. Exactly. As it says, um, it's not, um, it's not a matter of who's right or wrong in the situation. It's a matter of how much you're willing to really make it work, you know, make everything that you want to work, work. It's not like, hey, um, I don't know, James, you're mistaken. Or Yumna, are you the one mistaken? It doesn't work like that. It's not, as you said, it's not who's right or wrong and yeah. who's responsible for it. It's um, accountability. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Like you guys are, like, who cares? You're trying to get points or like what? There's no win or lose. Like, let's get this done, you know? Exactly. So, and it's all in the corporations nowadays. It's not competition, it's collaboration. So, you know, um, but people became so competitive to an extent they stopped seeing um, the collaborative part, but yeah. 
we'll yeah. see where this is going. <laughs> creating, creating like synergies, right? Exactly. Yeah, one, one plus one is three. So yeah. uh, if you were to have lunch or dinner with someone dead or alive, who would you choose to have that with? I have no idea. <laughs> I like That's thinking fair. of it. It's super difficult to say because I'm the kind of person if I want to talk to someone, I'll make anything possible to speak with them. Thankfully, um, I'm super grateful that I haven't lost someone that's very, very close to me. I've lost family members and many people, but um, I don't know. I really have no idea who I will speak with. But yeah, I don't know. I would, I would, hmm, well, I would speak to people that I cut off um, because yeah, I'm the kind of person I'm super, you know, I know what I want, obviously, even with my, with my friendship, my colleagues are a bit too harsh, like sometimes. So I would speak to not a particular person. It may be uh, just, you know, um, just letting them open up. I think um, to be more patient with people, I guess. But this is something I'm already working on. So I wouldn't say someone particular now. No. Okay, that's cool. Maybe like if you don't know someone particular, maybe you can have lunch with Robert Kiyosaki, ask him about his upcoming books, you know. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> okay. That's cool. That. No, but, but that's cool. Um, what do you think is the most important invention in the past 15 years? And don't, don't say the internet. <laughs> well, it's through the internet with the GPS because I'm so bad at the direction. Um, I don't know what I've done without the GPS. My brother hates me for that. He was a cumic, for God's sake, memorize the house, but I've never memorized. And I think if GPS wasn't invented, I would find my way of knowing the streets. But I think it saves a lot of time in terms of, you know, you can just click on Google, find how long it takes you. So it helps with planning uh, when it's very crowded. So yeah. I think it saves a lot of time for me, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm lost without my GPS, you know, especially if I'm going somewhere that I've never been before. It's my first time. If my phone dies or whatever, I'm going to park the car, make sure I charge my phone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because really, it's, it's tough, you know, and it's, it's truly made us spoiled in, in that sense, you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So what about the future excites you? Oh, um, do you mean, okay, about the future as of me, um, it's just knowing that I'm going to be closer to what I want to do mm -hmm. and what I really want to do as a big scale. The future, I wouldn't say it excites me. I think it scares me because of all the crazy things that's happening. Because as much as we're resourceful, as much as it we're, it's dangerous because you really need to develop a very strong mindset to be able to take the good and leave the bad. Uh, what good and bad means to you is something different. But I would say what excites me is just um, how crazy the world is adapting and how crazy the invention we're doing and how can I use this to really just enhance my skill sets and my mindset while at the same time uh, not really going into that trap of, um, yeah, making it control me, but rather than me really using them. So, yeah. I see. And, and what about it scares you? Cause you said it scares you. So is it like the technology part that scares you or what is it? The, the, the fact that you can't anticipate what's going to happen 
because there's so many I think after you watch Social Dilemma, you will understand exactly what I mean. But I think it's uh, the technology, because think about it, everything is technology. Uh, kids are using technology. Uh, schools are teaching kids how to use the technology. So technology is life, I would say. Um, but what scares me particularly is the unawareness that people, or how people decide to be blind into the effect that it has on children. So I saw a mom the last day telling her kid, okay, kid, stop crying, here is the phone. Mm. And they just looked at the mom and they go like, is this the easy way out? Because technology made things a little bit easier. You, we stopped building that uh, connection with the people mm. we love and her kid, we're gonna go into tech talk he's gonna see a lot of things and he's just gonna act like them and you can't blame him because the kids are the most beautiful creation they want to learn they listen a lot but if they listen everything from social media that adults don't know how to differentiate with it then god bless we'll see <laughs> that's, that's a good point you know it's i mean it's it's a double-edged sword right it all depends on how you want to use it because it can make or break like connections or whatever it is, even human beings, right? It's, yeah. it's all about how you want to use it. Exactly. But I, the, 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 what scares me is the ones around me rather than myself because, um, yeah, I feel the, the majority of people are being in that hole. So it's, um, it affects me when I see others just so blind. And, and do you think you have control over it? No, I, I have control only over myself. But seeing the majority that way and seeing how the kids are being raised, how adults are acting, everything is just sad because at the end of the day, you can only do so little, even if that means so much to you. But in the world, the ones in power are, you don't know how you need to, to be a lot of, have a lot of, you know, patience. <laughs> so patience is important. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Yes. If you would go back to your younger self or a few years ago, what is one thing you really wished you knew at an earlier age? What is one thing that I wish I knew at an earlier age? Okay, well, one thing would be that, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier in the call as well, that it doesn't really matter, you know, the things that it is in our mind, you know, the, the overthinking, the insecurities, the thoughts that kind of come in and bring a little doubt into the decisions that you want to take. So that I would make sure that I establish. Um, another thing is I would keep stressing the importance of time because time is the only thing we have. Other than that, we don't have anything else. It's literally the only thing we have. And how we decide to allocate um, our resources and our energy to that basically chunk of time that we have that's going to further on um, differentiate us from other people and kind of lead us to where we want to go. So these two. No, that's completely true. It's like my, time is everything. All of us, we have, that's interesting because if you think about it, we'll all have this one thing in common. The only thing that connects yeah. me and anyone else's time, how you, you, we all have 24 hours. You can't tell me and negotiate and tell me one half, 24, 24 and a half hour. You know, you can't, it's, no. it's a fact. So it's a very interesting thing, and yeah, it's super true. Yeah, we're that. we're all we're all we happen to be in the same space in the same time. That's that's what like the, the people who are alive right now are, right? And 
like if you really break it down every single moment is like each second for example that's that's our time and if you collect all of these together that's our whole life so i think if we like know how to use every second right then we can use every minute right and then so on you know but it's easier said than done obviously right but that's just like the theory of it exactly now i completely 100 percent agree with you so yeah let's hope for the best <laughs> yeah, yeah. well that's that's it yoma i want to thank you again for you know coming on it's it's always nice talking to you you know i i, I met you over linkedin we were just talking about like consulting and then this happened and you know I appreciate you know I appreciate your I time. really appreciate your time and all your the advice that you gave me over LinkedIn uh, even though you didn't know me so thank you so much for your time uh, it was so precious and yeah thank you for having me yeah thanks for joining Yoma take care